The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, May 7th, 2015. Listeners, please welcome fan-favorite gay porn veteran, Jeremy Walker. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thank you for having me, Poppy. You're welcome. I'm certainly excited to have you on for your first-ever radio interview. I'm excited as well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're going to get inside Jeremy's brain and uh, find out uh, about this fantastic career that you've had in the industry thus far. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a ride. That's all I'll say been a ride but we'll get into uh the inner workings and uh, the ups and downs i'm sure we'll cover it thoroughly sounds good so typically i like to start off these uh one-on-one interviews by getting stats out the way so what's your height mm-hmm. and weight i'm six foot and i vary anywhere from 255 pounds to uh 225 depending upon uh, how lean i am or what season it is in minnesota What's your ethnic background? Uh, Danish, Irish, and uh, as far as I know, there might be something else mixed in there, some sort of a European descent, but to my knowledge, that's what I am. Uh, I did have uh, interest in maybe taking one of those genetic samples. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, you just spin to a tube or something like that, and they, they really nail it down. They, they really get your roots in that. So uh, if I do in fact do that, I will post my results on Twitter. Sounds and, uh, like a plan. I'll definitely include you as well. So, What's your zodiac yeah. sign? I am a Virgo. Awesome. And how old are you? I am 34. Let's allow the listeners to get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I am from Minneapolis. Awesome. And what was life like growing up for you? What were you like as a kid, as a teenager? Well, you know, I can, can't really say I had a troubled life at all. I lived a pretty good life. My parents are still together, so uh, yeah, I went to the same school all throughout my childhood. Uh, had a very regular, average suburban type lifestyle growing up. Uh, as a kid, you know, I stayed out of trouble for the most part. Anything, any trouble I did get in was very minor. Um, kind of your standard all-American kid, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what about growing up into your early 20s? What was going on in your life then? Uh, you know, going to the bar, chasing after, you know, women. That was uh, that was my lifestyle for a little while there. You know, 
much like any other kid. I, when I was 18, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life after I graduated high school. So I went and uh, took classes at a community college. And uh, yeah, so everybody does that doesn't really know what they're doing, I guess. It's cheap and I uh, didn't really take on any debt. I was able to pay it off. And uh, got my associate's degree, uh, prepared to transfer, but uh, I still didn't really figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, and uh, ran into some trouble with the law, we'll just put it that way, and ended up laying tile for quite some time. Uh, it was basically the only job I could get with a criminal background. I had to go join a trade. Uh, I knew it was going to be Fortune 500 uh, corporate America type material, so I did that. And I enjoyed the work. It was just a little too punishing on my, my knees and my back. So I started kind of dabbling in modeling. And one thing led to another, and here I am. I'm a porn star. So. Yeah, man. So how did that transition happen from you know doing trade work to modeling to doing porn? Well, I think the biggest stepping stone for me was I was also a stripper. Um, okay. What was your stripping yeah, was, name? Well, I kind of derived the name Jeremy Walker from my stripping name. I usually just used my real name, which is Dustin. I'll just go ahead and get it out there. And I used the name Walker on a couple different times, you know, a couple different occasions where we needed somebody to fit this bill that his name had to start with a W. Mm-hmm. And I played the cowboy, so they just came up with the name Walker. So when Randy was asking for suggestions on what my name should be, I loosely threw out Walker, and he called me back the next day and said, your name's Jeremy Walker. So, that's how that happened. And did you have moves as an exotic dancer? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I didn't actually do too many reviews where you actually have to have a choreographed set. Uh, for the most part, I was the guy that was picking the girls up and flipping them. Uh, that type of stuff. I would I would find like a a girl in the audience, um, I would always tell them to pick somebody smaller. And of course, as a joke, he'd pick a girl that weighed 200 pounds. And when I was able to hoist her up, you know, over my head, the crowd loved it. And uh, kind of worked out beneficial for everybody because, you know, the big girl got the attention she never gets. And everybody was happy and they tipped well. So that was my thing. Well, there you go. So I know we sort of veered off in a little segue into uh, the mm-hmm. exotic dancing part of the, your story, mm-hmm. but uh, can you continue yep. on with how, I guess, exotic dancing and modeling turned into a career in gay porn? Well, a lot of the dancing, I would end up with my clothes off and uh, go down to a G-string and then I would just be naked. And I had no problems being naked. And I think it was kind of a stepping stone doing that is posing nude for modeling. You know, I guess I was more comfortable with it. Didn't really, uh, didn't really scare me. You know, I, I figured what I'd seen thousands of girls had seen me naked. So this is no big deal. Um, I was not camera shy at all. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that was kind of the, uh, kind of the catalyst for everything. And when I did the, the modeling, it, progressed and uh, Randy somehow got a hold of me and wanted me to do a solo and I thought well this is uh, this is kind of a no-brainer you know I jerked off in front of tons of people when I get paid lucratively to do so now and that's how it went 
Well, there you go. So you would actually jerk off and uh, climax on stage? No, 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 no. Usually I would do bachelorette parties oh, okay. and birthday parties. Uh, on stage, there, you know, you're held to a certain, whatever jurisdiction you're in, uh, you can't get completely naked most of the time, and you certainly can't jerk off. I mean, somebody would probably call the police and you'd be arrested for indecent exposure. Uh, but at birthday parties and bachelorette parties, anything goes. So, yeah. There you go. Things uh, things get freaky once uh, yeah. the doors close. You're right about that. Yeah. In a private uh, residence. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's no threat of getting charged with indecent exposure there. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? In total, well, I think I started with Randy. I want to say it was. January or February of 07. Okay. Yep. And how many years prior to that were you exotic dancing? Or Actually, let me say this as a whole. How many years were you exotic dancing? Uh, let's see here. It would have been... started when I was 21. So, tail end of 2001. So, you do the math. God, okay. I'm dating myself here now. <laughs> I guess 14 years technically, although I haven't really done any dancing for the last few years. So, but yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, man. Okay, so let's talk about the first day on a porn set. And you kind mm-hmm. of had two firsts, in my opinion. You had the solo first. And then you mm-hmm. had the hardcore action first. So you kind of told us what was going on in your mind for the solo. Because you're like, you know, that's simple. You know, I, I've done that in a room full of women. Bing, yeah. bam, pop. So let's talk about the first time that you had to do a hardcore scene. How okay. did that come about? I'm sure they had to pitch it to you. And what was going on in your mind uh, when they pitched it to you and when it actually happened? Okay, so... The first scene I ever did was, like we said, the solo scene where I just jerk off. Um, you could probably recognize that I'm holding a camera or whatever. So I was pretty familiar with the set and the staff, which were very professional, I might add, would definitely made it a hell of a lot easier being that way. So I was accustomed to that, and I knew that there wouldn't be like 100 people doing, you know, just standing around making me feel uncomfortable. So I had that working for me. Now, for the first hardcore scene I ever did, I was a little gun-shy at first. Um, I had spoken with both Chris Rockaway and uh, Reese Rideout. I don't know if you... I'm sure people are familiar with them. Yes, we've had uh, Reese regular. on for an interview a couple of years ago mm-hmm. on the station. Good people. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So Chris had basically... Uh, he more or less talked me into it. I don't know if Randy put him up to it or whatever, but... Uh, I was a little bit on the fence, to be honest with you, because once you do that, you know, your name is going to get out there and you're going to probably be discovered by, you know, people you don't necessarily want to. Uh, you know, unfortunately in this country, porn is not the same thing as, you know, being like a, a school teacher, not looked at the same way. So <clears throat> I had that going for me. Chris basically talked me into it, said, you don't have anything to worry about. Um, you go smooth and you're gonna make a lot of money. So at the time I was kinda of looking for a career change because my body was starting to get beat up 
from laying tile. Mm -hmm. uh, this just fit into the fit into the puzzle perfectly. So, it worked out. So let's talk about that first time on sets. Had you mm -hmm. had experiences with men prior to that first scene? No, actually, I had not. So, uh, if everybody on here, there's probably a lot of people that had been with women before, but never a man. Um, maybe they grew up in a small town or whatever, and they were they kind of oppressed their their true feelings. But it was it was different, but everything was comfortable. I guess you could say uh, the people on the set were very accommodating, and I think that made the world a difference. Uh, had I shot with a different company, it, things might not have worked out very well. So, yeah. How did you become an exclusive uh, with Randy Blue? And how long in total were you with the company, the website? I was with Randy for probably five years. And I, mm -hmm. uh, every time you sign, every time you shoot with Randy, it would require, I think it was a three-month exclusivity contract. Um, I actually came in there right when they were done doing exclusive, exclusive modeling. If, uh, if you follow me, you probably don't. But I think there it was Reese, Reese Rideout, Chris Rockaway, and I believe Xander, whatever the hell Xander's last name was. Zan um, but anyway, those guys were exclusives, and uh, I think they stopped doing that right after I came along. But... Uh, for what it was worth, uh, I was a recognizable face over there, I guess you could say. And it was a pleasure to work with all of those guys, and I, I still remain somewhat in contact with them. So. Awesome, man. And so, what led to your decision to leave Randy Blue after being with them for five years? Well, to be honest with you, I never really left them. I just kind of stopped working, I guess you could say and was propositioned by Falcon to work there. They kind of reached out to me, and I just said, okay. So, um, you know, I, th I don't really think there's a conflict of interest there. You know, if, uh, if I get to looking the way that Randy wanted me to look, they would maybe do another scene with me. I don't know. So, it's not like there's any bad blood there. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So what's the arrangement with Falcon? Are you an exclusive, a non-exclusive exclusive? How does that work with them? I am actually not exclusive. They didn't, uh, they didn't have me sign any you know, exclusivity contracts or anything like that. But you have been doing I, a lot uh, of work with them post-Randy Blue. Well, I did a few, yeah, I did a few scenes, right? And, um, you know, it sounds like the, the second I get back in the shade, they'll, they'll probably shoot with me again. It all works out here, so... Yeah. Awesome. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Um, well, the scenes themselves are fun. I'll tell you right now, at times, it's work, you know. Uh, for example, Naughty Pines 2 wasn't all fun and games. I mean, we're, it, the sun was blistering down on us, and it was hot as hell. There's mosquitoes biting you. You know, that's the stuff you don't see. I'm starting to sound like a prima donna here. But <laughs> the guys the guys are really easy to get along with. I, I still have yet to come across a guy that's a complete dick. And the guys that I was up there staying with were really cool, very accommodating, very friendly. That makes it so much easier, too. Um, 
So once the finished product is done, I mean, I don't know. When you're sitting there blowing your load on screen, it's it's kind of like a you're happy to come because yeah, that feels good. But you're also like, oh, the scene's done. It's like an extra orgasm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Awesome, man. So I'm sure a lot of the listeners might be wondering this because, you know, they're getting to know you with your story mm-hmm. as well as, uh, you know, they've seen these phenomenal scenes that you've been in. What would you consider your sexuality as being? Well, it's an interesting topic, really. And it seems like no matter how I answer it, I can't appease everybody. It's, uh, if I tell people I'm gay, gay for pay people get pissed off. If I tell people I'm straight, the gay, just the straight gay people get pissed off. I, um, there's also sexual identity versus sexual orientation. Uh, I used to, I basically list myself as straight. And I do that for identity reasons because I'm more of a masculine top. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm attracted to women. Uh, it just seems like nowadays people put more emphasis on not what you're attracted to, but what you are. Like, what yeah, not to play into stereotypes because we've all met, you know, really big guys that are that are completely gay and wouldn't even think about touching a woman or the most masculine men that are attracted to nothing but men. But it, it's for marketing purposes, I guess. I've always called myself straight. Uh, but realistic, I don't know, Kinsey scale, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere on the straight end of things. We'll just say that. Somewhere okay. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of where, where everybody is. So. A little bit more bisexual than fully straight. Yeah. Uh, Randy, they came up with the term. They called it straightish. So There you go. We'll go with I that. I, Jeremy Walker is straightish. Yeah. I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene... Mm-hmm. Which do you enjoy yep. the most, giving or receiving oral? Um, it depends on if the per you know, you never hardly know if anybody's truly enjoying it during your scene, to be honest with you. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So, if it's genuine, you know, and obviously you can tell in real life, then, you know, it's always nice to please somebody. On a set, you don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know if they're really enjoying it or if they're just playing into it. So, um, and receiving is always good. Anybody that's in the porn business knows how to give heads. So, you know, that, that answers that question. So I, I can't really. Go, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say I really don't know if I could I could pick either giving or receiving it, which I enjoy more. So. In a scene, would you rather rim or be rimmed? I'd rather be rimmed. I've never been too keen on rimming somebody. Um, I will say now that, you know, on set, everybody cleans up, and they clean up very well. So it's not that bad on set at all. You know, it's not like you don't know where you're, where you're putting your tongue. Um, with that said, it's never really been my thing. Um, I just they didn't worry too much about whatever I could get and uh, as far as me receiving you know being rimmed um, yeah I like it who doesn't right 
In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position and does it differ from your favorite position off camera? Mm, interesting. Um, you know, a lot of scenes are, are you know, scripted to be aesthetically pleasing, but they, necess- they aren't necessarily that in real life. For example, if you're fucking some guy on like a marble countertop or something like that, it might not exactly feel that great. Um, with that being said, I don't know. I like variety. You know, for me to pinpoint one favorite sexual position, if it's working at the time, it's working at the time. The same goes for both on and off screen. And, of course, we all know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the money shot. Mm-hmm. In a scene, yeah. where do you prefer to shoot your load? Do you have a favorite place to shoot? Um, not necessarily. You know, it, I just like being comfortable when I blow my load. And I like, I like somebody to play with my balls while I'm coming. So... Let's talk about uh, the yin and the yang, about being on a porn mm-hmm. set, the good and the bad. What turns you sure. on the most and what turns you off the most on set? Well, like I said, you know, there's you have to start and stop, you know, hundreds of times, literally, each day. Well, maybe not necessarily hundreds, but you're probably going to start and stop 50 plus times per Wow. Day. Yeah, you know, so that kind of ruins the moment, and then you have to then you go lift, and they rearrange the cameras a little the how they have to do, and you get an erection again, and then you go back at it. It uh, the beginning is always a little bit more enjoyable, if that makes any sense. Until you're about ready to come again. Overall, throughout all of the productions that you've been in, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Oof, this is a big question here. Um, Caden Ross was a good time. That was, uh, there was a point in there where we uh, switched and we were going down on each other in the shower and it was very painful on the knees. We, then we threw a, a towel down and kind of cut that out of the scene. So that made it a lot better, but that was a, that was a good shoot that day. We really enjoyed ourselves. Um, I could tell you the scene I didn't like the most, and that was when Chris Rockaway and Reese Rideout take didn't it? That was uh, that was quite the day. Not a very good bottom. Aw, poor Jeremy Walker. Yeah, poor poor Jeremy Walker. Everybody feel bad for me, right? <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of listeners out there that love the scene. So. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad it was. Uh, it was a long day, but when it was done, it was uh, it was rewarding, I guess. Everybody wanted to see me bottom, and they got it. So Jeremy Walker can say, been there, done that. I can. I Not going to visit that, that place again. Well, I haven't ruled it out. I, I should probably learn how to bottom better if I'm ever going to do it again. Yeah, that makes I don't sense. Think. Yeah, I don't know if it was a partnering thing. I'll tell you right now that Reese was a lot easier to deal with because he was more gentle, whereas Chris was just kind of a slamming in there right away. And for a guy that, that doesn't bottom, it's, uh, well, I don't have to explain it to the listeners, it's hell. It's 
not like the movie. It's not like Brokeback Mountain where you just give it a quick spit and slam it in there and go to town. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's delicate. Are there any performers out there that you haven't worked with that you're interested in doing a scene with in the future? Mm. You know, I'd have to probably go and, and take a look. Uh, I see tons all the time, and there's so much fresh talent now. And, and the talent game, it just the pool keeps improving. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, it was, you know, it was pretty thin. Let's be honest here. The guys weren't as in good shape. They weren't as good looking. And now everybody's attractive and they have perfect bodies. So uh, it's tough to pinpoint any one person from a physical standpoint. So, yeah. In terms of working with somebody, I try and pick out the people I think I can click with, you know, on more than just the physical level. Mm -hmm. Somebody that is, is cool and I'm going to mesh with. Throughout your career, you've been on several sets, so I'm curious to ask, what has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on a set? Mm, God, you're jogging my memory now. Well, let's see, I don't think we've really had too many problems on set, to be honest with you. Um, I think there was a time at Randy's when we noticed people were kind of looking through the windows. Um, I think we just kept going, thinking it was funny. Um, Falcon, you know, to be honest with you, everything has been pretty smooth. More of the antics offset that, uh, that are funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess okay. you could say. What about embarrassing situations? Have you ever had anything embarrassing happen to you on set? You know, there's always like the guy that uh, thinks he cleaned out, but it gets a little floppy down there. I wouldn't necessarily call that that you know embarrassing. And it's certainly not embarrassing for me because I'm a cop. I just you know, say, hey, maybe you should clean out some more, take a break. But in terms of embarrassing things on set. You know, nothing really comes to mind right now that I can think of. What has been one of the craziest things that you've done in a scene? Something where after the scene was over, you were like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Well, I'm not really too much into kink stuff. And Randy was, Randy was always pretty vanilla, to be honest with you. Um, in terms of, I can't believe I've done that. They had to talk me into rimming, and uh, I knew eventually I was going to have the bottom, and that day was hell. I mean, it's for every minute on screen, it's like there's two or three minutes off screen. So if you can imagine the first day you lost your virginity, um, if anybody out there, if you had Chris Rockaway and Race Rideout taking turns hammering on you for about four, maybe five hours nonstop, it was uh, it was tough. I remember we all went out to eat after that at Cheesecake Factory, and I just was not walking right. I didn't feel right. Let's put it that way. It was uh, it was a difficult day, but uh, I was I was fine the next day. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? Porn film. 
would probably imagine maybe a film, maybe 10 or 12, probably somebody's dad's, one of my friends when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I'd stum- We'd all stumbled into magazines, everybody. Everybody has a woods growing up that they go in there and they find old hustlers or whatever, what have you. My childhood was no different. Now it's time for the big question, the question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know. How much is Jeremy Walker packing? How much is Jeremy Walker packing? Well, let's see here. The, the true answer is probably what everybody wants to know. I don't know. It's well, probably seven inches and above average in finger. Yeah. I'd like to lie and say it was nine, but... Well, it's not. It's uh, it's a good seven, though, an honest seven, and it's uh, it's above average in girth. Uh, but I guess if you're pretend like I'm Leo Giamani, I'm not. Probably a good thing. It's probably a little bit too much, but I haven't had any complaints. And it seems to be. I seem to enjoy it, using it. So. It gets the job done. It does. Mm-hmm. The pop shot, as we referenced earlier in the interview, is something important. You know, it's the moment mm-hmm. where a lot of the porn watchers, they're looking forward to it. They're waiting for the pop yeah. shot. Do you do anything yeah. in particular to maintain a consistent load in a scene? Are you the type of person that sort of eats certain things or watches their diet uh, or abstains from doing stuff before a scene to make sure that the pop shot is good? Well, yeah. Um pretty much a standard industry practice is if you can at least take a day or two in between before your last load. So let's say I'm shooting on Thursday. Yeah, the last time I want to come would be Tuesday at the latest. Mm-hmm. I'll take Wednesday off and then maybe you know, then shoot Thursday and then blow my load there. In terms of diet, um, I'm not aware that there's anything that actually gives you a bigger load. I mean, there's certainly things that give you a different tasting load, and we all know this, but um, that sounds selfish, but I guess that's not really my concern. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, not going to watch. Well, I, sh- I should rephrase it. I'm not going to watch my diet for you know a week out just uh, just because it's going to land in somebody's mouth and a you know and a pop yeah. shot. I mean, the, yeah, whatever they can take some mouthwash and spit it out. They're getting paid handsomely. Right now, I want to delve into some of the serious issues of the adult industry, so I want to switch up the mm-hmm. tone slightly yeah. of the interview and get into some serious territory. And the first question that I want to ask you about is family. Does your family know mm-hmm. about your career in the business, and if so, how do they feel about it? Well, they do know, yeah, and they're not too thrilled, but I guess you could say I'm a pretty accepting family, all things considered. Um, they support me, and it's it's something that isn't discussed on a regular basis, let's put it that way. It's not like we talk about, if everybody goes around and talks about their job at Thanksgiving, um, I just give them a bullshit answer and we move right along. So. What is your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? Well, it's, it's certainly more popular. We know that it's a, it's kind of unfortunate, um, you know, it, we're at that point now where 
a lot of these diseases, like HIV, for example, is going to probably be eradicated in 15 years. But we're still not quite there yet. Um, it's it's dangerous, and you know, I don't propose legislation to force people to wear condoms, though. Uh, I'm kind of a libertarian in that stance. I think people should be allowed to make their own decisions. I think they should be informed, and hopefully they know the difference. But I don't think it should be enforced. That's a good answer. Well, thanks. You're welcome. In your opinion, is there any competition among performers in the gay adult industry? Well, yeah, define competition a little bit here so I know exactly what you're trying to... Competition as far as, uh, you know, trying to get more scenes, trying to increase their popularity. Yeah, I think it's pretty evident that there are a lot of people that do that. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of luck in working with performers that aren't really egotistical or you know, they're not trying to stomp on somebody just to get ahead. But there are certainly those types out there. We all know it. Um, there are a lot of people, I think... Twitter is a good forum, obviously, to, to expand your, your popularity. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a novice at using it. Uh, so if, you, if I don't get back to you, you're going to have to just pardon me on that. But, yeah, I, I think there certainly is some competition. Uh, if you take a look at, like, Rent Boy, for example, the, you know, with the hookies, everybody's trying to get everybody to vote for everybody. And it's, porn is no different, too. Everybody wants wants the bigger name, and you know, I I wish people would take a step back and, and everybody could just be content. But people are always going to do always going to keep going for more. Mm -hmm. so. You've had a really good career in the gay adult industry thus far. You are a fan favorite. The fans seem to really love and adore you and uh, anticipate your next scene and whatnot. My question for you is, uh, have you ever thought about crossing over to the straight side? Is doing straight porn at all something that you want to try? Uh, no, I think I kind of, you know, to be honest with you, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, for one, the pay is considerably less. And for two, I, I think I just kind of carved my niche out in gay porn. I'm comfortable doing that. I'm happy with that. And I, I just don't see the need to, to go over to straight porn. Is there a misconception or myth about porn performers that you would like to dispel? Well, there's probably a million here. Um, <laughs> let's see here. You know, it, I think a lot of people think everybody in the porn industry is vain. Mm -hmm. uh, they, I think it still has that, that cloud hanging over from like the 70s where what do you, you're shooting in like a van in the back of an alley or something like that and they pay you $200 cash. It's very professional and it's very corporate. Uh, everybody on set is very professional, at least in my experience. So it's, it's safer too that I think people give it credit. Okay. There are nice people in the industry. So... Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while doing the work that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly difficult. 
um, for that reason, you know, I, I more or less just stay single. It uh, it tends to get in the way, no doubt about it. When you do go out on dates, do you bring it up on the first date? Uh, it depends. Um, it's been been a while since I've been romantically linked, I guess you could say. Uh, but usually, I'm pretty upfront. I mean, there's no reason to to hold back. So let's move away from the serious questions and let's talk about mm -hmm. escorting and the world of escorting. How did mm -hmm. you get involved in escorting? Okay, well, for the record here, let's just say that all of this is uh, allegedly. Let's just go on camera to say allegedly, which uh, basically I'm just saying, yeah, clearing myself, absolving myself of any legal whatever. Okay, anyway, so how did I get involved with escorting? Uh, I was referred by another co-star of mine to uh, to work with for some people, and um, I didn't actually start until I think I was 30. I'm 34 now. I was 30 when I started, and um, tried it out, and it worked out well. And uh, I kicked myself for not starting sooner, to be honest with you. Well, there you go. What request do you get the most from your clients? Well, I think for me, I'm able to charge a lot just because of my name. Um, not that I'm any better looking or there's a million guys out there that are better looking than me, younger, leaner. But for me, I think they, they want to hire a porn star just to fulfill a fantasy mm -hmm. for that reason. And I think, too, is say you meet a guy that's, maybe in his early 50s. He's in good shape. He's a good-looking guy, but he doesn't have a companion. I, I serve as a pretty good travel companion you know, where they might not want somebody that's, you know, 22 years old and doesn't, you know, have a wardrobe where they can go to, you know, a nice, you know, French cuisine dinner. They, you know, I feel like I'm more suited for that type of a client. I'm able to, to bring some conversation to the table. I can relate to them a little bit better. So, it seems like the longevity in this is actually turning out to be a lot longer than I expected. What has been an unusual request from a client? Uh, well, I have uh, met a guy one time that wanted me to beat him up. That was his. That was his thing. I mean, you you always have your guys that are into scat or whatever. You run across those every once in a great while, and. To me, I don't really think that's that weird anymore. It's not my thing. Uh, it's their thing. And more power to them. But the guy that I was, was beating up was uh, was kind of weird. I mean, I was hitting him pretty hard, and every time I hit him a little harder, and he, he liked it even more, then he, uh, he came after I beat him up, basically, and he thanked me for it. So I was very happy. Another satisfied customer. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just glad he didn't die, and I didn't get sued. There's that as well. Yeah. Has there ever been a time when you didn't feel safe with a client? Mm, you know, I've had a lot of luck. I've never had any, you know, weapons pulled on me or threatened or anything like that. I think part of the the reason that that's worked out well for me too is I'm a I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah, I mean, 
you just take into the simple matter of physics. Um, right now, I'm 250 pounds. You know, most people, unless they have a weapon, aren't probably going to want to tussle with me even. Even if they could beat me up, I mean, it's not going to be a fun battle for them. So. You could say that again. So, I guess maybe you just answered my next question, because I don't think anybody would want to do this, but have you ever been stiffed by a client? Yeah. I, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I did. I uh, In San Francisco, I was, I was stiffed by somebody. Um, it, was, it was an unfortunate situation where it was a one hour, and this particular person um, started pulling out a check, started writing a check. And I was naked, and uh, he wrote the check and said, all right, I'll see you later. And I, I went to grab him, and uh, he was walking down the hall, and I was naked, and I realized if the door shut, I would have been fucked. I would have been locked out of my room naked. So I went back in the room and basically chalked it up as a wash. Unfortunate thing. And of course, the check was no good. There wasn't sufficient funds in his account. So I was out to 400 bucks. Can you describe uh, your clientele? Is there a uh, pattern in clients, or is it really a range of uh, individuals? I wish I could give you, like, you know, the actual, like, a demographic, but it, it's, I will say this. It's typically, it's pretty rare that I get somebody that's between the ages of 18 and 22. Uh, if I had to pinpoint an average age, I'd probably, I'd probably say mid mid to late 40s um, but like I said it's you can't pinpoint a race or an age really I mean it's it's all across the board a variety for those that are tuning in that might be curious especially after hearing you talk about it how can you be contacted for your services well you could reach me at my email which is Jeremy Walker rb at gmail.com moving away from the escorting questions i want to talk more about you and let's talk about your physique how often do you work sure. out and uh, do you consistently have to watch what you eat in particular when you know that you have shoots coming up yeah um i get a little lazy in the winter i'll just address that right now it uh i uh <clears throat> I work out probably, I say five lifting days a week, but I try and get cardio in every day. And the winter, that gets a little bit more sloppy. Um, I'm probably in the gym four days a week and cardio is kind of hit or miss. In terms of diet, when I go on a diet, I don't, uh, I don't half-ass it. I go for it. So, you know, I, I basically, uh, I'm pretty strict about what I eat. Um, so my body responds pretty well. When I die, fortunately, it responds quickly when I when I start eating like shit too, and I get fat quick. So I guess it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your build? Like body build, builder build, muscular? Uh, yeah, I would say probably more of a bodybuilder build. I mean, I'm I'm a bigger guy. I've been working out quite some time, and you know, I'm lugging around quite a bit of beef. So, I mean, I've always been a heavier guy. I've always had, you know, a bigger back and a bigger legs than, than your average guy. And I think that's where you carry a lot of your lot of your weight. For that reason, that's probably why I'm tipping the scales a lot more than what my appearance may lead people on to believe. 
has fitness always been a part of your life? Yeah, you know, I started lifting weights when I was 17. You know, I messed around, I did some powerlifting, I did some boxing. Um, I've always tried to maintain you know, some level of fitness. Every once in a while, I get lazy you know, in the winter in Minnesota. Um, I start traveling, and uh, this year it was uh, my sister had a destination wedding. And went down there and told myself I was going to eat clean. And after the first meal, I had some ice cream, and that was it. I probably ate about 10,000 calories of junk food for a week straight and uh, came back and didn't really start to diet until recently. Uh, I've got some, I got some ground to make up here. To shave or not to shave, that is the question. And I'm talking about down there, as well as just manscaping, because we've seen two sides of you in the scenes that you've done. We've seen Jeremy Walker smooth, and we've seen Jeremy Walker slightly hairy. Okay. Well, this is a pretty easy question to answer. Obviously, I think it's, it's beneficial to leave at least some people care that. It'll leave a little patch. I think everybody pretty much agrees on that. Maybe not everybody, but um, the vast majority of people want a little something out of it. In terms of body hair, I'd say most like a little hair. By most, I would say maybe two-thirds or a third of the people like, like my body shaved. I personally think it's, it's better when it's shaved just because I can get a better judge of where I'm at you know, physically. You know, it's it, when I start getting fat, I can see it a lot easier when I'm when I'm hairless, and when I'm lean, I can see it too as well. But in terms of keeping everybody happy, I do. I just I let it grow for a while, and then I'll shave it, or maybe I'll, I'll let it grow for a certain client, or I'll shave it for a certain client. I mean, there's really no pleasing everybody, unfortunately. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest, and why? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, boy, I don't know. When I was leaner, I always had abs. Even when I was fat, well, I don't know. Um, maybe my my back or my legs. I don't know. Good question. I'll let the fans decide that. It's uh, really not not my call. What about the flip side of that question? In your mm -hmm. opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Oof. Well, in terms of, of you know my overall physique, I'd say my calves have always been the most difficult thing to build up for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I, who knows? I got high calves, I guess is what they call that. Whether they're just difficult. Um, other than that, you're 34, you start getting a little bit of get wrinkles moving in. Um, so my face is starting to look a little less and less pure every day. And I'm not afraid to admit that. It, uh, you know, I look every bit of 34. And it's probably because I've lived a, a good 34 years on this planet. I want to go back in time with you. So let's hop into the DeLorean. And I want to mm -hmm. find out how and when... Did you lose your virginity? Oh, let's see here. I was 
18, I think. Um, some brought him out of the party. It was nothing spectacular. Uh, yeah, we had sex. I was awesome. It was fantastic. Best lay she's ever had. I knew it. That's complete. That was a complete lie. Uh, oh, okay. I probably, probably fucking sucked. Was it, it was at the party? Yeah. <laughs> oh yep. shit! In like the the bathroom, the closet, a random bedroom. Bedroom. Yeah. Bedroom. Not bad. Standard. Uh, standard story. You know, probably half the people out there experience the same thing. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Jeremy Walker that might surprise some of your hardcore fans. Something quirky. Hmm. Well, I was just telling a potential client of mine that likes big feet. I have size 14 feet and I'm only six feet tall. That's a little, some people find that a little odd. Um, in terms of quirkiness, I'm a nerd. I'm not afraid to admit that at all. Interesting. I mean, I'm not a, not, not a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. I just, certain, certain things interest me. I'm uh, like uh, history, for example. I don't know. I'm always finding myself diving around on Wikipedia, and then I click on something else, and I just keep going through the Wikipedia links. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Ten words or less. Okay, so is this going to be like a phrase that describes me? It's up to you, actually. Some of uh, previous interviewees, they just list off... 10 words, and some have actually created a sentence, so it's up to you. Alright. Well, let's just do 10 words. Might be a little bit easier than trying to come up with some sort of a clever phrase. Phrase. Uh, let's see. How about... I like to think that I have integrity. So we'll use that as one of my keywords. Uh, let's say I'm open-minded. I like to think that I'm fair. Uh, I like to classify myself as an intellectual. Probably not, but I like to classify myself as that. I like to think of myself as one. Um, all right. Well, how many is that for? Why don't we just use like a little mini phrase mm -hmm. after that? Um, well, okay. Let's, let's say first off, my negative attributes here. I can be cranky at times, especially in the morning. I'm no different than anybody else. Um, I like to consider myself friendly, so if any fans out here see me, don't hesitate to come up and shake my hand. I mean, unless I'm with my mother or something like that out at lunch, then please don't. But if you see me at any other time, come on up, introduce yourself, shake my hand. I don't bite. We How many are I? Five or six? Five. Five? Mm, a hard worker, usually. Um, at times, I can procrastinate. Mm -hmm. Put stuff off. Other times, I, I get a lot done. So, wish I was a little bit more consistent. So, I guess you could say I'm inconsistent. Uh... Hmm, what are we at, seven? 
I've lost count. Okay, we'll say let's let's just take the easy way out. I'm fun and childish at times too. Is that good enough? Close enough to ten? Yes, I'll take it. Alright. Okay. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, five pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow mm -hmm. the listeners and your fans out there to get to know some of your favorites. So the first one sure. is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Five of my... Okay, let's see here. Modern Family's got to be up there somewhere in the ranks. Enjoy that. Um, I love Archer. show Archer. Family Guy used to be funny. At times now, I disagree with the humor. It's not as funny. Well, it's for whatever reason. I don't know if I've outgrown the show or if the writing has changed. Probably the writing has changed. But I would still say that earlier Family Guy was always, always good for a laugh. Um, in terms of serious shows here, I got into Breaking Bad. I really enjoyed that. And let's see, what else? Oh, True Detective. I watched that last year on HBO. I was hooked. I mean, hook, line, and sinker. That show got me. That was with uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. And apparently they're renewing it now, and it's going to have Vince Vaughn, I believe, and somebody else. At any rate, I'm sure it'll be fantastic. So, yeah. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Four, okay. All right. Right now, Alice in Chains is my favorite band. I've always loved them. I love the, the Seattle grunge sound. I love that era of music. Kind of just deep and dark. Um, I like The Who. Love The Who. Any British fans out there? Love The Who. They're awesome. Uh, I should probably pick a pop band in there too, huh? Let's see here. How about I throw in Queen? Can't go wrong with Queen. Queen's awesome. And somebody a little bit more poppy. Boy, would it be really bad if I said Madonna? What do you think? Is that... We can approve yeah, that. We'll go with, you'll go with that? Okay, I mean, I just since I'm looking at her whole career. I mean, I don't know what she's going to kick out next, but uh, in terms of uh, her whole career, yeah, I mean, there's a million hits in there. Oh. Well, yeah, that should give you kind of a diverse feeling of what, what artists I enjoy. I mean, I, I really don't like to consider myself a fan of any one particular genre only. I really do like, I really do appreciate all types of music. Yeah. And you could even throw somebody like Wagner in there or something like that if you want. Start talking classical. But anyway, go ahead to your next question. Sorry to cut you off. No, not a problem. What are three of your most favorite films? Three of my most favorite films. God, let's see here. Boy, I should have probably got these questions beforehand. Um, I don't, you know, let me think about that for a second. 
Um, I always thought Scorsese was fantastic. In terms of acting, I think up-and-coming people are... Somebody that I didn't think was that good, who I recently thought was just fantastic, Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know what it is about him, but he can sure act. Oh, oh the movie Heat, too. That's got to be in there. I love that movie. Got Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. What are two foods you can't live without? Two foods I can't live without. Uh, from a healthy standpoint, I guess I have probably two shakes a day and each one has almond milk in it. Got to live without it, most certainly. Uh, in terms of foods, I think that are delicious. Steak tartare, I love it. Could I live without it? Yes. Would my life be miserable? Probably. So we'll throw steak tartare in there. And how about a cheat meal? How about pizza? Pizza. I love pizza. Anybody that's been to Chicago, Lou Malnati's deep dish. Second to none. With that being said, I won't be eating that for quite a little while here now that I'm dieting. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? One of my guilty pleasures. Oh, guilty pleasures. Is this something that comes at somebody else's expense or? It's up to you. My own expense. Guilty pleasures. That could, that could mean maybe a cheat meal. Or it could maybe be poking fun at somebody's expense. Uh, let's see. Well, how does this sound? I'll answer it with kind of something a little silly, giving my childish side here. Every year in Minnesota, we have this thing called the Minnesota State Fair. And I always make it a point to be around here, not travel while it's around. It's, um, I think it's the biggest state fair in the country, or within the top two or three at any rate. So it's a very huge gathering, and it's just packed with people. And, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, my sister came up with this idea well, she took super glue and she glued a quarter to the ground on, on the street. They blocked the streets off. And I, why this is so juvenile and I think it's funny, but people will try everything and everything to kick this quarter up and we just sit back on a bench about 10, 15 feet away and laugh for hours. So that was a guilty pleasure. That's pretty much an, you know, an annual ritual now. That's too funny. Yeah, it's 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 pretty juvenile. I, you know, I'll probably go to hell for it, but it's funny. What's next for Jeremy Walker? What can the listeners and your fans out there that are tuning in right now, what can they expect from you in the near future? Well, you know, like I said, I'm kind of a novice at Twitter, but if people want to tweet me, I, I do a pretty good job of getting back to everybody. Um, so I'm kind of open to what listeners, you know, what what they have to say. You know, if somebody has a recommendation on who I should shoot with, go ahead and put it on there. Um, more likely than not, here I'll be getting into shape in the next four to six weeks. I'll be in shoot shape, and I'm going to reach back out to Falcon. Um, like I said, the last time I shot with him, uh, any of the time, it, it's been fantastic. Falcon has, has treated me very well. Um, they make you feel like one of the family, and it, uh, the shooting with them 
what I'll be doing, I don't know. I, I would imagine top. If enough people come on Twitter and want me to bottom, will I bottom? Yes. I say that hesitantly. I, I'll do it for the fans. They're the ones paying my bills. I'm not quick to forget that. So if enough people want me to suffer for another day, I will do it. So, yeah, I'm open to suggestions, though. If anybody has any recommendations or anything they want me to fulfill, if I can, if I can do that, get a hold of me on my Twitter. Well, let's actually talk about that. So, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to hit you up, and uh, or if any of your fans want to reach you, where can they find you on the web, social networking, all of the goodies? Okay, well, I pretty much let my Facebook page go. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Um, I keep up my Twitter, and like I said, I don't do nearly as much as I should. What I should start doing is getting on Instagram. I don't really know what the hell people want to see. I've always thought it's really annoying when people will take a picture of their food three times a day and throw that on there. If people want to see that, though, let me know. I'll take a picture of each one of my meals. Um, Obviously, I do need to take more pictures of myself in the mirror or whatever. Selfies of me standing in my room. I get it. (laughs) And... I could probably start doing that again here fairly regularly in a couple weeks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My name is, is it Jeremy Walker one? Is that right? Pretty sure there's a one after it. Mm-hmm. At any rate, there's no change in it now. So it's Jeremy Walker one. Somebody, there's a publicist named Jeremy Walker that uh, works in Hollywood. And, uh, there's actually a filmmaker named Jeremy Walker out in New York. Uh, kind of a smaller name guy that actually got a hold of me. They wanted to do a documentary on how people Google his name, and they were they were, they were a little bit surprised when instead of images of him popping up or stories of him, there would be gay porn coming across the browser. Oops. So, yeah, right. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't heard from him for a while. But yeah, it's it's Jeremy Walker one. That's that's mine. So feel free to get at me. Let me know what you want. Hopefully, I can accommodate you. I'm here for you guys. You guys are paying my bills. so. Well, Jeremy, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? No, I just want to thank everybody for everything they've done. I mean, like I said, I did not forget who, why I'm here. I've lived a very, very good life because of this industry. I stumbled into it by accident. But I'm very fortunate to have had that accident come to me and that's all because of you guys. So like I said, if you see me out in public, go ahead, come talk to me. Now, if you want to get a picture of me, be my guest. Do not hesitate to stop me. So often I get people that say, well, I thought I saw you, but I didn't want to stop you. Well, don't worry about stopping me. You know? 99 times out of 100, I'm not in a hurry and I'll be more than happy to take the time to, to do whatever you want me to do. Take a picture, you know, chat for a minute what have you sounds good man well i certainly want to thank you so much for the interview jeremy for coming on and allowing us here on poppy chulo radio and one-on-one with poppy chulo to be your first ever radio interview i'm very grateful for the opportunity thank you so much you're welcome and certainly the door is open for more so whenever you want to come back and uh, chat about some of your more recent productions Let me know, and we'll have you back on for a brand new interview. All right, I will definitely do that. Thanks again for having me on.
You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Jeremy Walker and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, everybody. Let's go! Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>